let's have the testimonies and give praise to God. Good evening, brothers and sisters. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. No, you may go. I'll go next. Thank you. Good evening, brothers and sisters. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to for me to read icon face boldly. Um, yesterday evening, while I was saying the rosary, uh, suddenly I had this cough and my I couldn't uh, speak well. I struggled to speak well, and um, I couldn't continue the way I started off. And I really thought, oh, what am I going to do from tomorrow? Is it going to be um, COVID? Because um, we had few people at workplace got affected. But then the Lord said to me, Immediately when I got this message to do unconfessed bodily, it is for me to proclaim this word of God and believe and rebuke this illness, whatever it might be. And here I stand before the Lord and talk clearly and I confess my faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this prayer group, for all those who have prayed for me. Praise God. Thank you, Tissy, for this wonderful testimony. Praise the Lord, brothers. Christina here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this anointed group and for so many blessings and healings. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the healing of Tissy. And um, someone asked for a prayer as he had been in close contact with a person with COVID. And uh, he was fearful as he had to be tested. And I explained that Jesus has already defeated the virus by his crucifixion on the cross and his resurrection. And I prayed in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, cover him in the precious blood of Jesus from the top of his head to the very soles of his feet. And by 1 Corinthians 12, 27, we are the body of Christ and Satan and any sickness has no place in us. For we overcome evil with good in Jesus' name. Amen. And I asked him to repeat Jesus, I eat your body. Jesus, I drink your blood. Lord Jesus, you dwell in me and I dwell in you. And later the same day, I was speaking to a different person who spoke about this man as if he had COVID. And I said that he's perfectly healthy and clear of COVID as he's covered in the precious blood of Jesus. And therefore no virus can touch him in Jesus' name. And she actually agreed with me and said, Amen. And uh, early the next morning, I got a message saying, Praise the Lord, no COVID. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. Praise God. Thank you, sister, for this testimony. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hello, brother. Hello. Brother Vivek. This is Russell. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, this is Jean Pimenta, my brother. I just want to testify about my son's surgery. Yes, please um, go ahead. Yeah, uh, as you know, about a month ago, my son was diagnosed with a very critical ailment of the thyroid gland. And the doctors advised him, him uh, immediate surgery. My husband and I were very, very worried. All various negative thoughts flooded our mind. What will the doctor do? not do his job well, sets a sensitive area. What if, what if, many, many thoughts. 
we turn to the lord who is a doctor of all doctors imploring his mercy his healing power completely putting our faith and trust in him and on the day of the surgery with great faith in the blood of jesus we covered the whole surgery room the doctors nurses medical staff equipments the anesthesiologists putting our trust in god we knew that the holy spirit was present there guiding the doctor's hands removing every infected gland and restoring my son back to health i even heard the doctor uh, the, uh, a voice telling me why do you worry why do you worry jane be still and know that i am god i am the god who heal it trust in me put your faith in me yes i then felt a sense of calmness knowing that my master's present there in that place i shouldn't worry and i want to thank each one of you the whole brisbane prayer group for always being constantly with us but our brother vivek uh, uh, uh brother savi over the reflections and especially you brother russell for praying for my son before the uh, surgery day and on the surgery day thank you very much and i want to thank and praise my lord the god of all gods the doctor of all doctors for always being there for his never ending love and his mercies that have no boundary thank you jesus praise you lord jesus hallelujah glory to you father thank you father yes praise god for that powerful healing thank you jesus Oh, hello, Brother Russell and yeah. my brothers and sisters in Christ. I would like to thank and praise God for all the blessings He has bestowed on me and my family. He has kept us safe in these uncertain times. We always thought that if we got higher job positions or worked more, we would get more money to do renovations around the house and to get other things. This made us only more busy, and there was no time for God. We have learned through this powerful anointed prayer group. about tithing and about sowing into the kingdom of god by doing so regularly and knowing that god is the one who supplies all our needs when we seek him and his kingdom first we have been blessed mightily he has provided us with means to do what we really need to do around the home and at cost that is affordable for us just by following his kingdom principle of tithing and sowing our time and talents into his kingdom I would like to thank and praise the Lord. I would like to quote scriptures from 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 to 8. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all you need you will abound in every good work thank you jesus i also have another testimony i would like to thank and praise god for bringing breakthrough in my job and in my career by sending destiny helpers to show me new pathways i'm in the process of seeking a new job and i went for a job interview today before going i prayed for all those who are giving job interviews today and are seeking jobs i also have a, a dry cough that always comes at the wrong time and i pray to the holy spirit and i claim the precious blood of jesus and even when i gave the telephone interview and the face to face interview 
there was not a single trace of cough. I thank and praise God. And also, uh, I know my angels were with me and the answers I gave were led by the Holy Spirit. The interview was very positive. I would like to thank and praise God for his wisdom and discernment that he gives me strength to take this leap of faith. So I thank and praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Brother, I just want to add one more line to that testimony of mine. Yes, go ahead, Jane. Remember when you prayed, you said he will go walking and he'll come out walking. On that day, they said only one night they kept him. Literally, he was walking, he kept the bag on the wheelchair and he's walking with the wheelchair out of the, of the hospital. That no. was a great thing that my, I saw him walking out, he holding the wheelchair and he walking out. So I just want to thank and praise her for your uh, words came through through Jesus Christ who spoke through you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Brother Russell. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, all glory goes to Jesus, not to me. It is it is he who puts words in our mouth. But more importantly, now share, share that Jesus that you know and you have seen with your family there, your yes, son yes, and his brother. family, and let yes. them introduce him to them and let them get to know him the way you know him. See yes, how their sir. life also will be transformed. Yes, sir. Thank, thank, thank you. you for your testimony. Thank you. Hallelujah, brother. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, I want to thank and praise the Lord for his mighty protection. And uh, uh, yesterday, there was a subtle attack over my eyes and I and the Holy Spirit Lord pointed it out to me and this is not just the first time. There have been many, many instances where the Holy Spirit led me to see things which I could avoid and be protected. So thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord. And thank you for all the prayer warriors, praying for all the families, for the precious blood protection. And I have been dwelling on this thought that in him, I live and I move and I have my being. So this was something very powerful to me. And like, it is not I who's coming under attack. It is coming to Jesus because I am in him. My life is now hidden in Christ Jesus. And I glory for this marvelous revelation that the Holy Spirit is leading me into. And I thank and praise the Lord for all my brothers and sisters. And I claim the same protection over all my brothers and sisters all over the world. In Jesus' glorious name, amen. 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 Thank you, sister. Testimony. Yeah. Yes, Stephanie, go ahead. I would like to thank and praise the Lord for all that He has done for us, for this prayer group, the prayer warriors, the various prayer sessions. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We would like to like thank and praise the Lord for keeping us safe and in good health, especially for healing my brother and his family from COVID, for healing my niece from COVID, my 87-year-old aunt who has health issues, was COVID positive and was hospitalized twice. We requested for prayers for her on the prayer group. Thanks to all the prayer warriors who prayed for her. Thank you, Jesus, for healing them all. All praise and glory to God. We'd also like to thank and praise the Lord for keeping my husband safe as he has a job that requires him to travel. And there has been quite a number of positive cases at his place of work and on the flights back to Brisbane. Whenever he was asked to do a COVID test, he has always tested negative. Thank you, Jesus. Pray to Jesus for keeping them all safe. 
During the school holidays, my son had to undergo a surgery for his teeth. All praise and thanks to the Lord, the surgery was a success and he was able to rest and heal during the long holidays. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus, for this healing. I would also like to thank and praise the Lord for our jobs, the roof over our heads, the food on the table, and our families, friends, and our relatives. We believe everything comes from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. For the last uh, year and a half, I was with a school on contract. The hours were so good that on Fridays, I start late and finish early. I can attend mass in the mornings and then a prayer group, uh, the prayer group, uh, Divine Mercy and Rosary in the afternoon, and then the praise and worship and Bible study. However, towards the end of last year, I thought things would change. And so I prayed and claimed Philippians 4.19. And before the close of the year, I was told there was no change in my hours and days. And when school reopened this year, I was offered additional hours. All thanks and praise to our Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture that I pray and claim often also is Luke 4.18. And I learned from this prayer group how to personalize the scriptures according to the situation. I prayed and claimed for, uh, Luke 418 for the authorities for uh, processing my mother-in-law's Medicare card and passports. Both were due for renewal. Thank you, Jesus, all went well. Our Lord is never too early, nor too late. He's always on time. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, who's next? Uh, Brother Russell, uh, this is Ernie. Ernie, uh, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, thank you. I uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for you. Uh, thank you, Brother Russell, for your um, teachings every morning. And uh, you have the unique way you're, uh, that you teach. Uh, for me, I um, like to sort of like uh, uh, go through and now and again through my notes and uh, just study just uh, little things every now and then the like words like redeemed and rebuke and what they mean just to so i can um like uh, recap on and understand how to uh, the how to apply like any um uh deliverance or uh prayers or and say prayers confidently uh faith and um, you know, just those little things, and um, even in these uh, COVID situations, uh, the, the the anointing of the blood of Jesus over us um, is, is always there. And just the difference it, it, it makes upon our lives, and that, and it's also um, in uh, very unique ways. Uh, it gives you your own. Uh, bearing where you are with your, with my faith, uh, in my in our general personal life, it's uh, the, the the Lord has answered me in many ways. I I work when I because work has like taken most of my time, and it sort of gave me this COVID situations where I had to take time off work. It's also uh, made me catch up also with uh, the family also to to see what that kind of 
life is and remind me uh, when I before I used to start my work, um, my work career, what it was like to be sort of like uh, without a job, without you know the kind of uh, uh, what people go through, you know the the stresses of our uh, joblessness. And it's sort of like, let me remind me and pray for them more and pray for all those are ones who are um, and have more, uh, take the, take the um, my own mind of myself and just pray for other people as well and have sort of like uh, compassion because it can be, uh, you know, very hard uh, without having jobs and stuff like that. Their, their personal, um, uh, the insecurities and stuff like that can uh, take its toll. And, uh, the, these um, uh, negative thoughts that can enter their head can be very, um, uh, you know, can they can be vulnerable. So um, you, the prayers you, I say for the other people gives me, um, you know, joy that um, you know, that might that they're working for them and uh, even in situations where some one of the members of my uh, family has uh, got uh, COVID but uh, we're living in the same house but uh, where the others like me ain't getting COVID we're always checking and stuff like that and so the, the Lord is definitely working the words is real there um, it's spirit and it's destroying any spirit of infirmity and um, and it encourages us in times like this to look more towards the Lord more, and um, it really He has a way of um, making us bring to go back to Him, and it's been a very good that we go through all these. It's been beneficial in this way, even though it's sort of like a, everyone says it's a negative aspect and it's very daunting, but it also um, puts. Uh, you would have an insight of what kind of your own personal levels at where you're at and whether you're good. You, you can be saying your prayers confidently in your, by yourselves in that. But when, uh, for example, last week when Brother Vivek said, pray for him and stuff like that, that I felt a little bit um, uh, hesitant. I want, I want to say uh, more like a, a something like a deliverance kind of, uh, thing on on towards him like um, I bring say example I bring Brother Vivi uh, to you Father in uh, faith I, I ask that you break Satan's uh, assignments and activities in his in his life where he's stopping him to stop him from being abundant and robbing him of joy any spirit of infirmity where they come from, you know, I bind them and I curse them in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for, you know, like um, Brother Vivek's salvation. And that also goes to the Brisbane Prayer Group and cover us all with the precious blood. And I thank the Lord for his salvation. But yes, it's been, and I thank the Lord for everything. I put him first for everything, regardless how doubtful, uncertain I can get. And because, because I'm also very, um, I'm like a child and stuff, but I go to him as a child because I am, um, I'm very thankful that I've got him as number one head of principality, all, all powers and thrones, both on heaven and earth. And 
I thank the Lord that and use our Brisbane prayer group that we put our God first before anything in our lives. When we get up in the morning, it just it just makes a difference. And um, I thank the Lord and I praise you, everyone here, for helping with your testimonies and encouraging, especially us people who are um, who have iniquities, but also encourage us and strengthen us in their testimonies and really helps us needy people. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. It's always important to pray for others when we know that we're going through certain challenges and we see that that challenge is lingering a little. The best thing to do is always start praying for others that others that are going through it will receive that blessing. He says they receive it, you receive it as well. And, and use the word, like you said, and we'll study a little on that today as well. His words are spirit. His words are spirit and they are life. So you can use that word and speak life into any dead situation anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Who's next on the testimonies? Uh, here. Um, this is Jaden. Yes, yes, Jaden. Go ahead. Today, when I was walking back from school, I had encountered a brown snake at my feet. But by a blessing from God, there was a man behind me, which was like an angel. Yeah. He told me to stop and not to move because that would then make the snake feel threatened. So then I started saying the Psalm 91 and soon enough, the snake started to slowly move away from me. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, praise God. Thank you. He always protects his own. That is who he is and that is how he operates. Praise God. Hello, this is Aloma Fernandez. Yes, Aloma. Uh, yeah. I'm COVID positive and under treatment, uh, but I'm not afraid for I know the Lord is with me. Prior to me falling sick, my husband had the same symptoms, but by God's grace, he tested negative. But both of us being unwell and I being positive, I, I, have, I have to be quarantined, you know, so I've quarantined myself. So we plan to order food from out, but my friends and relatives did not allow it. And they keep sending us home food from time to time. My maid too, who does all the cleaning in my house, did not distance herself, but kept, but came, but comes every day and ensures that we are in a clean environment. I'm so overwhelmed by the love and the concern of all who stood by us. I can only see the hand of God in all this. They are, they are like angels of mercy who cares so much for us. And this is something we least expected in times like this, because people normally tend to distance themselves during such times. I want to praise and thank my God, for I feel truly blessed and indeed so grateful to him from the core of my heart. I also feel thankful to the Brisbane Prayer Group for opening my mind to see the wonders of the Lord in everything. When I fall, I thank him because I know with every fall, I only rise and get stronger and know that he's always with us through thick and thin and never lets us down. Yes. I also learned to be grateful for all the people in my life besides our near and dear ones, especially our maids, the watchman, car washer, the garbage picker, 
the grocery delivery boy the courier man the postman etc etc these people play such an important part in making our lives so comfortable it is the practice in my home that when we do the family rosary we pray for all these wonderful people and their families which includes the brisbane prayer group as well that through the divine intercession of mama mary they are all safe loved and protected by the precious blood of our lord today i am feeling much better and good and so is my husband for we are healed by the stripes and wounds of jesus and i keep repeating this all the time with deep faith in my heart thank you all and thank you lord thank you my mama mary for always being there for us all glory and honor to my god who is my all in all thank you amen thank you praise god hello for... yes hello uh hello brother can you hear me yes i can hear you praise god yeah yeah brother uh, this is chovan uh, yeah. i would like to give a testimony today um uh, just to go down a little in the past that uh, my son uh, was in the 8th standard when he decided to become a vet due to personal financial reasons we couldn't afford to pay the doctor's bill when my dog was sick my child has gone through a lot because we had a broken marriage and uh, he went through so much that uh, he could not study he was an average student and one day when we went to the vet uh, i couldn't afford that bill and he turned around and told me ma i want to be a vet and i used to wonder how this child will be a vet because he only brought 70% marks and uh, he never mixed around and he had a lot of issues and you know situations were bad but i kept that faith going and i kept praying you know that god if he want he desires to be a vet let him be so but every time when he went to the 8th 9th even at 10th standard he brought just 67% which was fairly bad for a boy to get into science but god just opened doors for me that time it was a trauma that i went through when he got his ssc marks and uh the cut off rate was 65 and he brought 67% and it was such a miracle after miracle was happening in all that frustration and people passing comments at me and why he wants to be a vet he can uh, he can do bcom or you know arts or be a you know but my son said no ma i want to be a vet but god just opened doors in the 10th standard and the 11th standard he got admission through a principal who just you know saw my face and i don't know what happened that day she just you know she just gave us the admission which was wrong actually because we we blocked the seat of a of a 90 year old student but 90% student sorry and he got into admission and uh, that's how he started his journey into science and he started working very hard and he went to 12th and he did very well in the 12th standard without tuitions and i could see lord's hand on me you know but i somewhat ignored all that because i was only worried about the worldly things the problems the financial conditions the stuff that i was going through but i forgot what god was doing behind you know and that was a big mistake that i was doing every now and then and finally my son you know he did so well that he got into in goa there are only 11 seats and he got one of the seats for the bombay uh, veterinary college and i was like really amazed because even doing those uh, exams we had a lot of obstacles there was a lot of you know the 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 enemy was trying to stop us in all ways you know and everybody said are why you want to do it you know how expensive veterinary is and how 
but my son got into a government college and one of the good government colleges in bombay vetnadi college and uh, even the fees i paid with my own finance because god just opened small small doors you know where i could save money and pay his fees he did his five years very well plus some diplomas in the middle for surgeries and everything and uh, he finished his uh, veterinary he became a doctor and then he said ma i want to study further and i said oh oh now you want to study further i don't have that much of money but then uh, situations were like i felt sick and uh, i had covid and back, back issues and everything and i said god if he if he gets into the post graduation how will i pay the fees it's too expensive and i said okay since he wants to study let him go ahead and you won't believe brother right in time my lic policies came in just before he got his results and he told me ma i stood second all india and i'm getting a seat for the post graduation okay for icu specialization trauma so i said oh my god the fees are going to be very high he says no ma don't forget this is chennai's best college and uh, it's only government so the fees are very less and just before he finished his exams and the results were out uh, brother my lic policies came in and i could pay his fees peacefully without any tension still i did not uh, appreciate god's work in my life i still was hanging around with the worldly stress and all the problems and all the situations of my life and my health and everything and today he's come back completing his specialization in trauma and icu and he's back with me yesterday and uh, it's such a happy moment because he's a he's qualified specialized doctor in goa now the only uh, uh, specialized for icu trauma accident cases and i actually you know cried and wept and asked god for forgiveness brother that all these years seven years that my son was away and studying and all i never bothered to thank god for this you know even when he became a vet and he i got the degree in the hand although i was happy and excited and you know everybody he started praising him and all i forgot to thank god means i thank god but it wasn't a whole hearted thank you because i was expecting more and more and more you know but today i take this opportunity that's why i came to testify today brother that i want to thank god and give him all the glory especially to you know the feeling that i shouldn't have been ungrateful and you know forgot these blessings in my life i only was behind you know my problems and my situations and my financial conditions and my health and even now my transfer is playing my mind but i forgot the behind works what god is doing behind you know, the small small blessings that he's given me in a larger way today if you see like i was so happy when he came home and he said ma i've completed my degree now i can get a job anywhere and i still want to do my you know uh, upsc and you know i said baba you do what you want and i realized and from the time he came home like i can't stop thanking god that i've forgotten all my problems i've forgotten that i need that transfer desperately i forgot everything like i'm just so relaxed brother you know even my health is bad but i don't feel that pain anymore like because it's like you know i said god if you have done this and i didn't realize how much more you have for me in store i can very well imagine that's why brother today i testify today in front of all of you all and i just want to tell each one like you know look at all the small blessings don't look at what is happening you know there are problems will always be there situations will always be there in life but these small for small blessings you know these small small miracles just treasure them and give god all the glory that's all i want to say brother thank you so much for all your prayers and all your 
concerned, especially to the Brisbane group and to all those who have pray, kept praying for my health also. I'm sure I'll bounce back one day very soon. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, sister, for this wonderful testimony. Don't say I will bounce back one day. Just thank Jesus that you're already bounced back. Say, I see it in the spirit. I'm already healed. It's only the manifestation in the physical that is left. And that is already yes, here. It's here. It's on its way. Yeah. Yes, brother. That's different. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you. The hand, of, uh, the hand of favor of God on you. That's beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. I would like to give a testimony. Yes, Anita, go ahead. Yeah, I would like to praise and thank God for blessing my husband with a dialysis bed in a charitable hospital. My husband requires dialysis twice a week and I used to pay around 2000 per dialysis. Now I pay 350 per dialysis. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your hand of protection and direction over my family. I thank everyone in the Brisbane group, Brother Russell, Sister Jane, Jennifer, and many others who constantly remember me in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, let there be a transformation in that home. Let there be a renewal. That they shall renew their strength. They shall renew their resources. This family is returned to you in complete health and strength and step into your abundance in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Brother Russell, I'd like to give a testimony. Yes, please go ahead. I would like to testify about the abundant grace of God that is flowing in my life. I thank God that he is fighting all my battles. Right now in this phase of life, I'm going through a storm in one area of my life. And in this storm, I feel his presence very close to me. I can see that my Lord is parting the Red Sea for me. I can see the walls beside me holding up. I can see that, you know, like the prophet Elijah sent his servant to check if there were any rain clouds. I can see that cloud. I can see my miracle is on its way. And soon I will be back again on this platform to give a bigger testimony to glorify my Lord. I praise God for his mighty favor in my job, for the many, many miracles I see in my daily life, for making all things work for my good and for the good of my family. I'm clinging to his promises. His words are life to me. I thank my, I thank my Lord for Brother Russell, for Brother Vivek, and all the core team members of this prayer group for enriching us in our spiritual journey and bringing us closer to our Lord to experience his abundant love and that we might be a blessing to those around us. I thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Abba Father. I glorify Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. When you make your prayer in faith, hold on to that faith, but more importantly, approach your prayer with expectation of what you are seeing in the spirit. Expect to receive it. That expectation yes, is very important. Yes, brother. Thank you, brother. Yes, who else would like to testify and give glory to God? 
for anything, any even no matter how small, just as Sister Jovan was saying this now, no matter how small it is, justify and give glory to God. Yeah, Jane, go ahead. Uh, I want to thank the Lord for his abundant blessings upon me. Uh, I want to recall a word brother said last week about giving to the poor. He prayed with me and he asked me to feed the poor and I started doing it. And uh, after that, uh, I can say I was, I, was, I was blessed in all the areas of my life, according to 3 John 2, spiritually, physically, and materially. And yes. I can say my spiritual blessings are more than the other blessings and this what I need. And uh, after that, I started sowing my time in the kingdom of God. So, what you sow, you reap. I can say I'm spiritually blessed. Spiritually, I can say, even if I read, a, even if I read the gospel in the church, the people say it was good. So, yeah, I don't know. And, and that, that makes a difference. So before reading the gospel, we, we, uh, we, I pray to the Holy Spirit to open the hearts of the uh, people so that what I read, the word sinks in them. So when after the reading is over, the people come and say it was good. So I also like to recall a word you all always say about the Friday Bible meeting. It is not the word that speaks, but it's the presence of the Lord there. And so I can feel it. Whatever work we do, we can feel the presence of the Lord. And that matters most. Thank yes. you. I thank Brother Vivek for guiding me. He's grow, yeah, whatever I do, he's guiding me to do, do, do like that. And that just uh, helps me a lot. Thank you, Brother. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Yes, who else would like to testify? We had one more person with Jane. Yes, brother. I just wanted to glorify the Lord and I, I, I'm seeing so much of the Lord's favor upon my Alan, upon my son. And sometimes when I uh, have a little iota of worry about him and I hear the Lord say, he is mine. So that is so much comforting and relieving that before he became my son, he belongs to Jesus. So thank you, Lord. And so many blessings and he's such a blessing. Thank you, Jesus, for such a perfect gift. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so many things to talk about, but I just want to say thank you, Lord, from the bottom of my heart for such a beautiful blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Russell, I'd like to go ahead and thank and praise God. Anyone? Who's... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, praise the yeah. Lord, brothers and sisters. Is the background noise coming too much? No, it's okay. Now you can speak. Okay, thank okay, you. You can speak. Uh, thanks. So I would like to uh, testify. I, I, uh, I testified uh, on the other group, but I would uh, like to testify here too for the glory of God and for everyone to know 
that uh, uh, two years back, and not two years back, but more than two years back, my I work for a bank, and my bank came under uh, RBI uh, uh, delegation because uh, we were caught in a fraud the, from the management side. And uh, every function of the bank was stopped, everything. We, we couldn't uh, do any anything that we could do, no opening the accounts, no closing accounts, no nothing. And uh, when, when uh, this was taken uh, to me, when uh, I got up early in the morning and when I went to check my cell, I seen that there are more than thousand of messages even on one group. And I was wondering what happened. Uh, initially, I thought like, the CEO expired or, you know, some bomb blast in some branch, you know, I thought it that way. But when I went slowly reading the messages, I came to know that uh, a bank is being caught under fraud and we are not uh, supposed to function any longer. So when we headed the branch in the morning, I seen that uh, my colleagues, they were bitterly crying. Some of them were crying. Some of them were very sad because it is over for us. As yeah. staff, it is over. So when, uh, I, and, and I thank the Lord, I was in the word of God. I was not so much into it, I mean to say, but I knew the word of God. Somewhere, like, you know, I started hearing sessions. I started uh, taking notes. So I understood the word of God. So uh, when I seen my colleagues crying, I said, why are you all crying? So they said, why should we not cry? Uh, what, is, what is our future now? Now RBI has already said, that we cannot function. And now they'll even tell us to leave the bank. I said, I said, why are you assuming everything beforehand? I said, just wait and have faith. So, but uh, I couldn't tell them more than that because I was just now learning uh, as I was just new in the world uh, more than two years back. And uh, I, I just, uh, I, uh, that day we were all there in the branch and then the uh, customers came, we were handling customers and you know uh, telling the customers that nothing is wrong like you know all the chaos in the bank and then afterwards while going now it is the time to go home the moment i reached my shutter the shutter of the bank i just spoke to the shutter like jesus spoke to the fig tree and i told the shutter you are never going to come down you are going to be open always and we are going to work here only. So this is, I just said it and I walked off and I said, Lord, I thank you very much. But I know what I said has already come to pass. Yeah. And, I, and I walked off and yes, we were going every day handling customers, but never did a verdict come that we need to close the bank forever. So uh, in between my branch was supposed to close. And uh, because of cost cutting, they didn't want to keep the branch. And they said the branch will merge with another branch. So that is the moment I still remember. I was on the same session of Brother Vivek. And after the session, Brother Vivek said, you know, pray, uh, pray for whatever you want. This is the time, pray. So I just, even at, like I was at work, but my one year was, I always keep a plug on one year. And uh, I just, even while dealing with customers, I was saying, Lord, at this moment, I just pray for my bank and pray for these customers who are sitting in front because their hard-earned money is inside. So I did that. And uh, that very evening, uh, we got uh, 
uh, we got a mail stating that uh, my branch is not going to close. The shutters are not going to come down here. And uh, even before that, in the morning, when I was approaching my branch and I knew that in another two days, we have to leave and go. So I just spoke, I, uh, while I was approaching, I spoke to my branch and I looked at the board and I said, uh, branch, you are not going anywhere. You are going to be right here and we are going to work in you. So that type of faith, you know, I thank the Lord for he, he has shown so much of, uh, means he's been so faithful always that we are boldly, when we, we know that when we speak, it has to happen. And, um, and uh, the same thing, like uh, the branch was saved. And uh, uh, now in January 25th, on January 25th, my bank got saved. And my bank has been started again. The shutters never came down, except for the uh, starting and the closing timing, the working hours of the bank. Otherwise, and after 28 months, we are back on fire, serving the customers. So I just uh, thank and praise the Lord for this uh, abundance of grace. Yes, we were tried. We, were, we had to take a lot of patience. Uh, even our salaries were cut down, but uh, all glory to God. The Lord, the Lord knows how to restore it back, and the enemy gives us back seven times. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Such a powerful testimony. And this is a very good case study for the topic that we are uh, reflecting on today as well. But where you the, the instance of the fig tree, and you can speak to anything. You can actually even speak to your day every morning. You can speak to the month at the start of the month and say, month, this is what you are going to bring me this month. Amen. You can speak to any situation. You can speak to objects. You can speak to you can say today, at the start of the today, God is going to provide all my needs through his miracle supply. And then you release that in faith and let him do his job. You do your job by speaking. Please turn it around and honor that faith. Such a powerful testimony. Thank you, sister. Thank you, brother. Yes, brother Vivek. Yeah, uh, Russell, I would like to thank and give praise and glory to God. Uh, last week, I was struggling with um, preaching and God made me yeah, preach. And then this week, I'm back uh, feeling much better now. And thank you for taking the session and God bless you. And also put the precious blood of Jesus upon you and upon the entire team that is working tonight. Uh, so that the angels go off and in camp here and the precious blood of Jesus is upon each and every person and their family members. And they are all fair, all, all, everyone is going to be in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for every person in this entire prayer group. And thank you, Lord, for putting food on our table, for giving the air that we breathe, for the beautiful day that we go through. Everything, Lord, we take for granted for keeping us alive today to stand and worship you and glorify your name. Because above everything, your name Hells hold supreme, Lord, and see your name. That's the name above all names. Thank and praise you, Lord, and you bless Russell as he runs us and teaches us this powerful topic of prayer and how to get answered prayer in different situations of our life and how to speak life into situations. And we thank and praise you, Lord. I'm feeling much better, and thank you, everyone, for your prayers. And I'm, I'm with you all back again soon. I'm with you all, and yeah.
thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful session that we're going to have today, spiritual session. Thank you, Brother Russ. Thank you, Jesus. Let your strength be renewed. Mount up on, eagles, uh, on, on wings of eagles. And as the word says, you shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not be tired. Be filled with the spirit. And the energy comes from there. Amen and amen. Is, is there anyone else that would like to testify? Otherwise, we can get into this evening's uh, study. This will be a two-part session. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Sandra uh, from Melbourne. Yes, go ahead, Sandra. I just, I just want to praise and thank the Lord because... Um, I, I'm a patient of uh, very, very bad arthritis, uh, but I'm so thankful to the Lord because um, I feel it is uh, testing my patients as well. Um, it is at the same time uh, giving me hope. So there's a lot of mixed thoughts that goes, why am I suffering with this for so long? I've left India, I've come all the way to Melbourne, you know, to support my family, to um, looking into a lot of positiveness and uh, be a backbone to everyone in my family. But then why has this attacked me? And nobody, every time I went to the doctor, they said it was a heredity. And um, uh, when I just was, you know, my mom is not here anymore. But when she was alive, I'm like, I would always ask her, who is that one person in the family who must have suffered like me with arthritis? And she kind of did her part of homework going down the uh, family tree. And but there was no one that she could identify um, suffering with uh, rheumatoid arthritis anyways. This Wednesday was like, you know, should I go to work? Can I go to work? Or should I take a day off? And every morning it is like, um, it's all over. It's all over. It's a given up situation almost every day. But this Wednesday, what had happened was, um, I just prayed like, I said, I'm not going to take any more Panadols. I've taken enough Panadols. And on Tuesday evening, I went and I took a Tramadol painkiller as well. And... Um, Wednesday morning, I just told to myself, I'm not going to take any more pain in my body's and having enough of uh, medicine. But I don't know, it's not at all responding. My pain is still the 100% pain. Then I surrendered myself. Lord, this, my body is not mine. It is your, your body. And the evil one, his works have no power, no authority upon me. And then I surrendered the day's work, Lord. Anything that is going to hinder my performance to, towards my duty, my sincerity towards my duty, I bind it. First of all, I rebuke it, I bind it, and I cast it into the sea so that it never comes back again and torment me. Believe it or not, brother, I didn't even pray in tongues, but I... One like I do, once I pray like this, like, you know, with so much pain and so much agony, 
immediately i switch off into tongues but that particular day i did not even have time to pray in tongues this is all i said and i swiped my card and i just went to my room i really do not know like it's it's a wonderful miracle that i didn't feel no pain no nothing such a smooth run i really praise and thank the lord for you know coming and doing this marvelous uh, miracle for me and until today um i still have pain but when i'm at work nothing stops me from doing i give my 110% to my job that i do nothing no pain no nothing just come, nothing comes close but it's just probably at the end of the day or something i feel a slight aches and pains for which i really want all of you to keep me in your prayers that i experience a complete whole healing of this arthritis it really i just now i'm starting to question god and i'm also praying for it and i said this body belongs to you have finished it on the cross and your child can never go through this any this is the testimony uh, brothers and sisters from me yes praise god but um, along with the the prayer that you make you have to cut off the lies of the enemy that is putting words in your mouth as well any negative word you would not speak cut that off from because when you're praying for something and at the same time there's thoughts in your head going oh it's over it's over and if you happen to speak that and your you now your whole prayer then gets aborted with that another thing is instead of questioning god use the authority that he has given you to start command we just heard sister viena say she spoke to the shutter yeah you speak to everything that is an obstruction to the abundance in your life anything that is not equating to abundance in your life speak to it and tell it you have no right to be here mm. i am gift christ you must leave mm. yeah thank you yes, brother of that lie of the enemy from there he is using that lie to abort your prayer mm. is using it to instill fear fear is is a killer of faith so don't don't listen to it don't accept it reject it and cast it out thank you brother thank you thank you sister Yeah, I think we'll get into this evening's teaching then. Uh, I would like to say a prayer, Brother Russell, as we start. Abba Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pour your precious blood of your Son, Jesus, on Brother Russell as a hedge of protection. Yes, Father. Lord, it is written in your word in Isaiah 6, verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Here I am, I said. Send me. Lord, thank you. We have Brother Russell, your faithful servant, your warrior your beloved son with whom you are well pleased thank you father for your anointing and power of the holy spirit on brother russell lord 
Thank you for using Brother Russell as your instrument for us to come to know you. Lord, help us to realize what are the areas in our life that we need to hear you. Lord, for we hear and hear and we still do not understand. Lord, open our eyes. Open our ears so our ears are sensitive to you. Open our hearts to receive your manner. Lord, I surrender to you, Brother Russell. Take control of every part of his body. Lord, speak to the mind of his spirit, Lord, and fill him with your words. Touch his tongue, his lips. Lord, that every word that he speaks, Lord, comes from you. Your words, O Lord. Brother, I put on the armor of God on you. You stand fast girded in truth, clothed with righteousness as a breastplate and your feet shod in the readiness to preach the gospel of truth. I make this prayer in the powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. So today, I would be filling in for Brother Vivek as he takes time to recover and uh, regain his full health. And he would be back with us. He's part of this prayer meeting as well. I'd just like to take this opportunity to welcome all those who are new on our Telegram group as well. Um, all those that have not yet joined our Telegram group, please do so earliest. Um, I might just share the link in the chat so you can... Second, okay, so please share that. Uh, what's the second? That's the wrong one. Yes, yeah, so you can use that link. Share it with your friends and family as well. Those that uh, that might be interested, and you can um, invite them to join the group. Thank you to all those that are there. If you like the teachings that are being posted um, on YouTube as well, please subscribe to that channel. And I'd like to invite each of you to join the morning uh, encounter with the Lord session where we reflect on some themes, very small little tiny little pearls that will help us in our daily prayer life. Uh, there are tiny little nuggets that are given there. Then we have the, the daily rosary and the Divine Mercy Chaplet as well every evening. So the, the morning encounter is at 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And it's also posted and hosted live on YouTube and posted to our podcast channels as well. The evening rosary is at seven o'clock in the evening, Monday to Thursday. And on the Friday, it's held at three o'clock in the afternoon, um, Australian Eastern Standard Time. So that's that's a very powerful session as well. And there are many brothers and sisters that are being blessed there. And then every Friday, we have this uh, praise and worship session followed by confession of scriptures and uh, testimony time and then the Bible study of the day. It's in, uh, just as Sister Jane as well pointed out earlier, and I keep reiterating that in our morning encounter as well, it's more the presence of the Lord that we need to engage there. It's not so much the, you know, the, the words there. The words, yes, they do have life in their spirit, but that spirit comes from his presence. So you need to engage with him. And it's that engagement that then starts to bring transformation in our lives. And we shall see a little of that in, in our um, topic today as well. And then, so let's now just get into this evening's um, topic. 
the topic is what is prayer this will be a two part session and uh, by no means is it exhaustive in any way but we will try to cover some basic principles that will help us get our thinking in the right direction so that when we read the word of god we start looking for these things and then we start employing them in our personal relationship with him in our prayer life and the first verse that generally normally comes to mind is luke 18 verse 1 can you please take us to luke 18 verse 1 brother savio so this was where jesus started teaching a parable to the people around him there and this was about the parable of the the widow and the the unjust judge and the primary purpose of him teaching that parable was to show that at all times men ought to pray and not be discouraged i believe sandra this is a message for you as well now he was telling them a parable to show that all that at all times they ought to pray and not to become discouraged yes so when he says that at all times they when you look at other versions this is um yeah this is nasb but if you look at niv or even if you look at king james version it says men ought always to pray so when it says men it's gender neutral and it refers to every single one of us every person so our primary purpose that we need to fulfill at all times is we ought to pray the question is well what is prayer then why is it so important why did jesus stress on it so much and we'll use this opportunity to reflect then on our own personal prayer life what does that look like in compared to what the bible says many times we find ourselves you know reading from a book you're reading and we expect then that the words that are written in that book will make things come alive there's one thing i want to say there and this might sound controversial we've taken this in our morning encounter as well a few days ago there is no power in that prayer there is no power in that prayer another thing i'd like us to question ourselves in our prayer life is are we just using our prayer as a means of getting our needs and our wants are we just raising you know all our cares and our concerns are we using it as an opportunity or a channel to speak our problems to god so where we every time we go to him we only start listing i need this i need that i have a problem here that is not working for me Now, prayer has four parts, four main parts, where the four parts are worship. Then there's the repentance. Then there's petitions, and there's thanksgiving. Or you can have it the other way around: thanksgiving first, and then petitions. And Matthew six verse eight says, "He knows our every need, even before we ask." So you probably are thinking as well: well, if he knows every need, why doesn't he just give it to us? what what then is the point of prayer so let's look at how to pray and you know what will make the lord hear your prayer 
what will what are the things that might prevent him from answering our prayers and in in these two sessions that we will run this week and next week i just like to take some basic principles and today we'll just touch on three keys and about you know five or six principles maybe of prayer and some of it you probably are already employing but there are others that may not have come across those i just want to highlight all of those things for each of us and the first and the most important we start with three keys the first key in all of that is prayer is a relationship with god is a relationship with god the father through his word and his spirit so the first question i'd like to ask you is when you are going to pray or when you are making a prayer even if you are reading it from that book what is your relationship with god think about your own prayer life if you are just reading a prayer from the book and then you count it as okay i've ticked my box for uh, for today i've read that uh, list of prayers from the book i shall come back to the book again tomorrow that sort of prayer is only made in the flesh no matter what the words are even if they are scriptural if it's made only in the fresh flesh that prayer has no power if you are just praying on your physical needs as well then again it's only a prayer in the flesh we also need to pray for spiritual needs now psalm 91 is one prayer that a lot of us pray often many of us pray that daily and it talks about protection it talks about blessings um, you know that that are available to us but then if you look at it closely these blessings are made available to us provided we fulfill the condition and i've specifically chosen this one because that condition is very important for prayer it's relevant to this key what is that condition that we must fulfill can you take us to psalm 91 uh, seven that condition is mentioned up at the start of psalm 91 Yes, verse one. One who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will lodge in the shadow of the Almighty. Yes. So when you are claiming that blessings, the whole list of blessings that are there in Psalm ninety-one, the question for you here is: Are you fulfilling this condition? do you dwell in that place with god we speak of communion but communion is not just the bread that we receive at mass and we think yes i received communion so everything is good that communion is not just in the bread that communion is the spirit of god that we receive in that bread we receive jesus's presence in it that communion is that relationship with him that then makes that bread equal to his body that we receive and it is that understanding that then gives us whatever transformation we should receive in our spirit 
communion can only be had, held with him. You can only have communion with him in your spirit, not in your flesh. So what is that communion? Even if you Google the meaning of communion, you'll see Google giving you a meaning that says it is the sharing or the exchanging of intimate thoughts, feelings, especially on a mental or a spiritual level. You find that as well there in the definition in Google. And that is the true essence of what communion really means. Question here now is, are you dwelling in that secret place? Do you have that intimacy with God when you are making your prayer? And if you don't, then on what basis are we expecting those blessings to flow into our lap? Are we fulfilling that condition? Even Jesus gave us, and he said the first and the greatest commandment of all, when we look at Luke 10, verse 27. Can, we, can you take us this? Have you? Luke 10, verse 27. The first and the greatest commandment of all. Now, this is Jesus saying that is the first and the greatest commandment. Verse 27. And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. So the first part of that is loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with everything that you have. Are we loving him with everything we have? Jesus taught us to call, call God our father. What is your relationship with him? Think of how you would have spoken to your biological father, your earthly father. When you need to talk to him, would you read off a book? Did you speak to him in love? Now compare that. This is your father again. You are speaking to your father and Jesus is saying you should love him with all your heart. Now how are you going to speak to him when you love him? That is what your prayer should look like. Don't worry about performance. Focus on your relationship. Let that come out from your heart. If it is not working that way, then there is something wrong. That relationship with your God is key. And then when you start to work on that relationship with him, 1 Corinthians 6, 17 becomes real, where it says, whoever is united with the Lord is in one spirit with him. You need that communion first. Now, how can you build that relationship with him then? That will be the next question that comes. Okay, what do I need to do to build that relationship to strengthen my prayer life? <clears throat> now, here I'd like to highlight one word that has always hit me. We've sung it in one of our hymns as well today. The important word here is no. And the verse in reference is Psalm 46, verse 10. Can we look at Psalm 46, verse 10, Xavier?
that is the key to knowing and to building that relationship with God. Just the last part, uh, yeah, you can, um, you are looking at NASB. Can we look at uh, King James? And if you'd like to study verses, well, there's another option here. Those of you that are familiar with this website, biblehub.com, there's an option There's an option there to have parallel uh, verses from different versions as well. So you can actually compare the words and see what the, the meaning in it is and what are the different words that are being used in different versions of the Bible. Yeah, please go ahead. Be still and know that I am God. So knowing him is getting close to him. If you look at the book of Genesis, it says, Adam knew his wife and she bore him a son. What was the Bible trying to say there when it used the word no there? And no doesn't just mean a physical relationship. It means intimacy. It means a close relationship to know God, to come close to him. For that to happen, he says, be still. Still doesn't mean stand a statue. Still doesn't mean keeping your mouth shut. But still means to quieten everything that is a distraction. Not externally only, internally as well. In your soul, in your thoughts. Many times when we sit to pray, even when we just sit to read the Bible, the whole cares and worries of the world start to fall on our shoulders. Oh, what will I do tomorrow morning? What will I cook for dinner this evening? What am I going to wear to office? And these are just the smaller ones. There could be bigger challenges as well with when it comes down to job, when it comes to finances and whatever. The whole point is God is saying, leave that storm aside, focus on me. Quieten all of that. That is why when, when you look at how you know, Jesus was teaching us to pray in Matthew chapter 6. Chapter 6 is a lot about prayer. He even gave us the template for prayer when he taught us the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. But Matthew 6 verse 6, he says, when you pray, go into your closet. Why is he saying that? So go into a place where, now many of us probably even recall when as a child we played that game hide and seek. And if we played it in the house, at times, many of us would go and hide in the closet so that we won't be found. That's a secret hiding place. That's exactly what the Lord is referring to here. He says, go into your secret place where no one can find you. So nothing can disturb you. Leave even the thoughts outside. Leave those worries outside and shut the door. Cut off all that distractions. And then what you do there, once you have quietened everything, you wait for your friend to come. You how are you going to wait? You can even engage in worship or you can start reading the Bible. So start by you know, starting that friendship with him, by opening yourself to friendship with the Lord. Get to know him a little more. How do you know him? By reading about him in his word. You start to read about him, get to know his nature. And just as you get to know him more and more, you become closer and closer to him. Your friendship with him starts to get closer and stronger. Start speaking to him. 
Waiting on the Lord is the best practice for that. Now, what does waiting really mean? When you're sitting there, you're quiet in everything else, you put your phone on silent, you've chosen a time of day and a place where nobody will bother you. Start in worship and tell him, Lord, I'm waiting for you to come. Waiting means literally, as the word suggests in its dictionary meaning, waiting. Initially, it can take a while. It could take 45 minutes to an hour or even longer. But you don't give up. You hold there, he will test your patience. You hold there, you wait patiently. He must show up. He will honor that commitment that you have shown. He wants your friendship. All he wants is for man to restore that friendship which he had with Adam. That's all he's really looking for. And that close relationship where it's friendship. And at the same time, he looks at us as a son or a daughter and we look to him as a father. Now make it a regular practice to spend that one-on-one -on -one time with him. One-on-one -on -one quality relationship time like you would spend with your husband or your wife, like you would spend with your family, your children. And when he comes, you will know that he is there. He will announce his presence. Some feel it by heat, by electricity. Many people, some feel a chill. Many people have different experiences. But the important thing is waiting and meditating in silence. The whole point is when you're quieting yourself, you gradually start moving into the spirit. He draws you. Unless he draws you in, you cannot come. We see that in John 6 verse 44. It is he who draws you in. And then we also look at the same thing mentioned in Psalm 80 verse 18, which says, Quicken us, O Lord, and we shall call on your name. Our job is to call on him. His job is to quicken us. You can actually say that to him. I'm calling on you. It's your job to quicken me. Until you quicken me, I can't come. Have that conversation with him straight away. You can't draw yourself into that place. What you can do is wait until he draws you in. Just like we wait, you know, when we are at a doctor's appointment, waiting for our turn. Same way, wait. And then when he quickens you, you are now in his presence. Now you start to commune with him. Now you start to speak with him. Now how do we speak with a friend? Are we just going to crib? In the days where probably before you were married, you had this person that, you know, is your fiance. Did you know you're going to marry him? And you were close to each other. When you met alone, what were the things that were going on in your mind that you will talk to each other about? You probably came with a prepared mind. Today I'm going to talk about this. Today I'll talk about that. All you wanted to talk about was each other and the closeness that you felt for each other. I'm asking you to do the same thing here. We ultimately need to have that love relationship with God. An important thing to remember here is God, God's spirit only moves at his command. Whenever you pray, God's spirit only moves at his command. For that, you must be in the spirit and commune with him so that your word becomes his word. Your command becomes his command. I'd just like to use a common example here of you know, a husband and a wife and a husband gives his wife a credit card and tells her, you can spend 
of that credit card according to your will. When will he give that credit card to her? Only when he trusts her fully. We need to win that trust first if, we, if God is going to give us that credit card of prayer to speak and that command then becomes his command which he will honor, guaranteed and signed by his name. We need to build that authority through the relationship with him. Many times you wonder, I am saying by the stripes and wounds of Jesus, you are healed, I am healed. And it is nothing's happening. Go back and look at what is missing there. Is it that relationship with God? And hold on to that. We shall revisit that. Now let's move on to the second key. The second key here is speak the word. Speak the word of God. And there are a few things I'd like to highlight. And remember... Uh, uh... Get each of you to remember when you are in your place of prayer. The first thing, God's word is his will for us. His word is his will for us. And when he issues that will, it is signed and guaranteed. It must be honored. He said, I have magnified my word above my name. That's what Psalm 138 verse 2 says. Now, Philippians 2 verse 9 to 11 talks about a name, the name of Jesus being every above every other name. That name is above your arthritis. That name is above your cancer. That name is above your back problem. That name is above COVID. That name is above HIV. That name is above any financial challenge, whatever it is called, no matter how many alphabets are included in that name. This five-letter word name is above every other name. And his integrity, he said, I have magnified my word above that name, that name at which every knee in heaven on earth and under the earth must bow. That name carries all the authority in the universe. And he's saying, my word is above that. And that word is his will, which he has guaranteed to us. So when you speak that word, that is the guarantee you should bear in mind. His integrity backs it. Have you ever signed a contract in your name? Even a bank check for that matter. You know that it is legally binding. The same thing. He gives us his word as his covenant. Legally binding. So when you read his word, never read it as a storybook. We have done that a lot. I have done it myself for many years without understanding what it really meant. And now when you look at it, there are three things. See, the word is primarily three things. Principles that we can use in our life to, to reach the abundance that Jesus promised us in John 10.10. 10. The second thing is promises where this covenant, covenants like these come into play here. And he says, if that's a promise, if you can identify that it is a promise given by God where he says, I will do this, or thus says the Lord, I shall do this. That is his promise. You know that you can say, Lord, you said it. Put him in remembrance of it. You said it. I'm claiming that promise. What you find in that word is yours to keep. Keep looking. Keep finding. What is it that God has promised me? That is why reading that word becomes so important to us. 
keep reading every day, do not break that habit. Now let's look at promises of this, like the examples in that are mentioned in Luke 137. Sarah, can you please take us to Luke 137? And then on the same page, we look at Luke 145, preferably the NIV version, please. Luke 137. Yes, read please. For no word from God will ever fail. Is that registering for us? Can you scroll down a little more and then on the same screen, hopefully both scriptures might be seen. Go to Luke 145. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. Okay, look at both of these now in combination where it says, no word from God shall fail. And blessed are you, Savio, blessed are you, Vivek, who has believed that whatever the Lord promised to you, he will fulfill it. This is his guarantee. That's how important that word is. When you use that guarantee, you are calling on that covenant and saying, Lord, you promised. This is your word. And now I have my close relationship with you. You are my daddy, so I can come and ask you. And I'm saying, whatever my daddy has promised me, just give me that. It can be as simple as that. When your prayer becomes powerful. And your daddy says, yes, my son, my daughter, I love you. I promised this to you. You have reminded me of it. Here you go. Again, in Isaiah 55, verse 10, 11, he says, my word shall not return empty. It shall fulfill all that it was sent to fulfill. That's exactly what these two verses here on the screen are talking about. He's reiterating the same fact that whatever I have spoken, it's a line drawn in the sand, cannot be erased, and it will not fail. Now, let's look at what the word re really is in John 6, 63. Can we go to John 6, 63? Sure. This is another important one. What is the nature of that word? The promises, the principles that he has given us. The spirit gives life. The flesh Counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. The words that he has spoken is his word, his written word as well. God's word that is full of spirit and life. So those words carry life. We have done, Brother Vivek has done a session on how to speak life into dead situations. You use this word that is full of spirit and life and you infuse that life from this word into that dead situation. 
by claiming that promise, that covenant that is given by God. There's another thing I want to highlight in this verse here. Is He says, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. Now, there are two realms here, the spirit realm and the flesh, flesh realm that are being highlighted here. Which realm is your prayer being made from? When you speak that word, which realm are you speaking from? If it is spoken from the spirit realm, that word which is spirit and life will give life. But if it is from the flesh, it has no life. Is that the missing link in your prayer? If you are to speak it from the spirit realm, that relationship with God, where you unite your spirit with his and your spirit becomes one with God's spirit, that becomes important. That's where the relationship with him comes important. That's where your one-on-one -on -one time with him becomes important. That's 1 John 5 verse 14. To be aware of what you are speaking. Basically. What is the power that those words carry? And which realm are you releasing them from? Speak from the spirit realm, not from the flesh realm. Now I'd like to take you back to Genesis 1, where God spoke things into creation. If you look at that in Genesis 1, God spoke things into creation. And every time when Jesus conducted a miracle, he as well spoke. The prophets spoke. The apostles also spoke. Question is, why are you quiet? Are you speaking or are you just complaining to God and saying, God, why is this happening to me? When the things, look at the, the second verse here, when things are looking formless, empty and dark in your life, what do you do? Look at what God did there. He didn't start complaining on, oh, well, why is there darkness? Why is the earth formless and empty? It looks so dull and boring. He spoke, he commanded. To speak to it, don't speak about it. And he said, speak, don't murmur. You know what happened to the Israelites when they murmured in the desert and they were brought out of Egypt. When they started murmuring, there were fiery serpents that were sent among them in the camp. And a lot of those Israel, thousands of them were killed. You can refer to that in uh, Numbers chapter 21. You can even reference speaking, the power of speaking when David fought Goliath. Many of us look at it as David you know, swung his slingshot around and a stone hit the head. But if you read through it closely and carefully, Goliath didn't die when he was struck by the stone. He died in the spirit realm when the moment David spoke to him and said, this is how you are going to die. He spoke to that threat, to that mountain, to that giant before him. Are you speaking to the mountain or are you speaking about the mountain? The physical death was only a manifestation then. 
of the fulfillment of what David spoke. But before David spoke, all the Israelites, including their king, King Saul, they were all afraid. And the moment Goliath came out in the front of his army against them and challenged them to send a single warrior to fight him, they all backed away. They all moved backwards in fear. Are you doing this in the face of your cancer, in the face of your financial challenge, in the face of joblessness and no interview calls coming to you? Whatever your Goliath may be, are you doing what David did? And the reason why God chose David, a man of small stature, of humble beginnings, just tending to sheep, not trained in warfare, to stand against a man who was expert in warfare, had six fingers, six toes, and was a giant, a huge, strong man. Why is that example highlighted in the Bible? Look at yourself and put yourself in place of that David. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says, God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Are we ignoring that and listening to the lie of the enemy who says, oh, there is no such spirit. You just be timid and be afraid. Please consider speaking. Speak like David spoke. And go like the way he said, when I'm going, my God goes with me. I'm not alone. Don't be silent when your trouble hits you. Silence will most definitely do nothing. It will only leave you vulnerable. Let's look at Romans 10 verse 9. It says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Are you confessing? If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Are you saying Jesus Christ is Lord over everything? My Jesus is bigger than my Goliath? Or are you saying to your Goliath, oh, you are bigger than my Jesus? That is a question you need to ask yourself and it will tell you where your faith lies. What are you willing to exercise is what will work for you. If you exercise fear, it will work disaster. If you exercise faith, then the Lord steps in and says, okay, I must honor it now. That brings us to the third key. So the first key was relationship with God. The second key is his word, speaking his word. The third key is faith. Three important ingredients for your prayer to have any kind of movement. And faith, you can have a topic where you can keep discussing about it the whole day. Actually, all of these and any of these, even relationship with God, there's so much to it. Now, faith, and I've discussed this with Brother Vivek as well, and he's shared it on his teachings as well here many times. If you've paid attention, he says, faith is a four-letter word. A four-letter word that is not spelled as F-A-I-T-H. It is spelled as R-I-S-K. It is hard to see. It is hard to speak when you don't see. 
But Romans 10, verse 17 says, faith comes. Can we look at Romans 10, verse 17? You just need to scroll down a little. So if you're wondering, if I can't see, how will I speak? God says, here's an answer. Here's an eye-opener. Faith comes, which means, well, if you don't have faith, you're thinking, I don't have faith. Well, good news. The Bible says faith can come. How will it come? By hearing and hearing through the word of God. So you hear that message. And when that message starts to register, you ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and to give you understanding. And then he gives you the understanding of this is what it means. And then that word starts to sink into your understanding and you accept it and receive it as this is binding. This must come to pass. When your belief on it is that hard, where it becomes flesh in you, then your faith becomes strong. You can receive faith as a gift from the Holy Spirit as well. But this is the other way to receive it through the word. Through hearing the word. And a good way to hear it is to read it aloud. Because when you're reading it, you're hearing it twice. Once when you're reading, second is what you have read hits your ears. And if you're thinking, well, it's hard to speak faith. Now, what do I do? An easy way to do is to picture a two-year-old child up on a wall and the father standing at the bottom of the wall and saying to the child, jump. Question, would the child jump? The child would. That two-year-old child trusts his father. That's why he will jump. Why trust his father? Because he knows the father. He has that relationship with him. It is not a stranger that is saying jump. When it's a stranger, there is no trust factor. So if there is no relationship, would he jump? No, he wouldn't. If a stranger asks you, now let's do another way of looking at the same thing. If a stranger asks you to invest something, put your money, your hard-earned, saved money in some investment plan, would you? Maybe not. Why? Because it is risky. But if a friend or a close friend or a family member that you trust convinces you and says, I've done it, it works, it is reliable, now would you? What's the difference? It's exactly in the same way. You built that trust with God. Go back to the first key, the relationship, where you get to know your daddy, your father. Then when he says jump, because his word says jump, he tells you jump. Now you know that when you jump, he's stretching his hands out, he will hold you. You exercise your faith that is like a two-year-old child. That is why he often, the Bible refers to it as childlike faith. Not childish faith. Childlike faith, where the trust factor is complete. It is we who don't trust him. It is we who do not have that relationship with him. And so there is no trust. We just know him as someone that hangs on the cross in the church and we go and say hello every Sunday morning. He's not real to us. Could that be the reason why your prayer is not reaching the outcome that it should? 
when he becomes real to us that's when things start to happen are you starting to see what's missing in your prayer life we only touched on the first three top keys the very basics of prayer and another thing i'd like to highlight here is man is a spirit being we see that in 1 thessalonians 5:23 man is a spirit that has a soul and lives in the body so basically we are designed to operate in the spirit there are three ways to operate one is through discernment two is through reasoning and three is through our emotions so discernment comes only through the spirit it's a way of functioning in the spiritual realm it is not physical it is not something that you can learn you can learn a little through the word that's where the second one comes in that's called reasoning that reasoning can aid your discernment and that reasoning should be based on the word of god you use it like a double edged sword that is mentioned in hebrews 4 verse 12 separating truth from lie good from bad god's will from a secular voice and from the voice of the evil one that's how you use it for reasoning it says if god's word doesn't say it then that is unlikely the the plan that's unlikely part of his plan for that we have to use our soul our mind our intellect our thinking the third way is through emotions that is through the flesh where we feel happiness we feel sadness we feel pain and we use all these kind of emotions to inform our decision making if i feel good then it must be good if i don't feel good about this it is not good are we confusing that emotion with our discernment many a times getting it wrong instead of approaching from the spiritual angle are we approaching it from the flesh for most of us that have not renewed our minds and then we we would be able to relate to that even before we came and gave our lives to christ all of our decision making was only through emotions there was no reasoning there because there was no word knowledge in us we only reasoned based on the world knowledge that we learned outside and because there is no spirit alive in us obviously discernment doesn't even exist that's how we've learned that's how we've grown up exercising only emotion and ignoring the actual keys that are important so when you look at hosea 4:6 says it says my people perish for the lack of knowledge that is what has been happening and still happening in the world a lot of us are missing the whole point this is why in any spiritual battle satan can easily get you because he knows where to attack if there is no reasoning and there is no discernment he can just focus on your emotions and he knows where the weak point is we need to pray for that discernment we need to study the word to build our reasoning decrease our reliance on emotions to make our decisions and yesterday morning's encounter we shared in our reflection as well wash your thoughts in the word of god keep washing your thoughts in the word of god until they become clean only then that is romans 12:2 only then will you be able to test and approve that what is god's will and that which is his which is holy and acceptable to him 
now through that reasoning your discernment is be, is able to get better your soul starts to function with your spirit rather than with the flesh the emotions part of it so soul essentially is is the bridge between the spirit and the flesh and the soul contains your emotions your intellect and your will three things they can either be inclined to the flesh or they can be inclined to the spirit it is the word of god that helps you build that reasoning where you can make it inclined to the spirit and when you then focus from that angle of discernment and you use your faith with it now you will know what to pray about what your prayer point should be your prayer point will change from give me bread give me tea give me money to give me wisdom give me understanding that will help solve that problem of daily bread and daily tea so i don't need to come back to you every day and ask give me bread give me tea you give me the understanding i use that understanding and i make available that provision that gives me tea and bread every single day change how we look at situations and what prayers we make i just like to quickly share some principles in prayer and we shall then close with a prayer of salvation and continue in on our second part next week so few there are five or six principles are quickly run to them in the through them in the interest of uh time there are just some these are just some basic principles that go along with these keys so the first one number one the first principle when you pray you must understand that you give him permission to move on your behalf if you do not give him permission to move he cannot move now why is that permission important because when he created man in genesis 126 you see in genesis 1 verse 28 he said let them have dominion over the earth and everything on earth so when he said dominion you have authority over the earth he will always respect that authority and if we are not giving him permission to intervene on our behalf he will suffer with us in that pain that we are suffering but he will still stand silent and say i am waiting for your permission is my prayer actually giving him permission or what is it doing if you are questioning and complaining god why is this happening to me you are still not giving him permission and when worse still when we pray and say it's all finished it's over nothing good can come out of this just like nathaniel said nothing good can come out of uh, you know when when he spoke about jesus you are giving permission to satan to abort your prayer he uh, he uses trickery to gain your permission but with god it is straight and we saw that in this morning's uh reflection this morning's encounter those sessions are really powerful you know very tiny little uh, nuggets there but they help in understanding very basic little things where jesus spoke about the shepherd and the sheep and he said the shepherd comes through the gate but the thief jumps over the wall that is what satan does he uses those negative words he uses tricks to gain permission from you and you don't even realize it and know it but god will come to you straight you use the power of prayer he respects our will our will will always superimpose his will so when you make prayer 
prayer is that giving him that permission to then enforce his will of what he has covenanted to us in his word to enforce that in our lives which has been messed up through whatever permission we have given satan sometimes it is or not just satan it could be the curse of the law as well and you know, brother vivek taught us about the the blessings and curses from deuteronomy chapter 28 in the last two sessions are we engaging in acts of disobedience there to god's will which are then bringing those curses on us and many times we bring that on ourselves and we think oh it is satan and he's messing up it is not always that way it could also be our own mistakes where we are giving permission for those curses to be enacted and activated on our lives and this is why when you are giving him permission we need to surrender to him james 4 verse 7 says submit to god resist the devil and he shall flee from you submit is first you can't resist the devil before that if you resist the devil you will get messed up submit to god surrender to him let his power overtake that situation let him enter the ring and fight your battle then you become the reporter what do you do as a reporter you write down your testimony god fights that battle for you you write down your testimony that is the power of surrender surrender is really powerful when it comes to prayer grace comes through faith only when we submit and surrender our cares to god use that surrender to call grace over your challenging situation where you are falling short and then let that grace bridge it up and bring it up to speed and god looks at you and says okay i see the righteousness of jesus in you let the blessings flow let the favor flow principle number 2 don't ask him if it is his will check for his will and what the word says and then ask for that will to be fulfilled now that you have given permission if you have used principle number 1 check what is his will put him in remembrance of it his word in isaiah 43 was 26 says if you look at the king james version there it says put me in remembrance remind me of what my will is does it then say that he will do it, it says yeah will he not do it numbers 23 was 19 also confirms the same thing it says god is not a man that he should lie he is not a son of man that he will repent has he said and and will he not do it that is his integrity so look for that dig the word like an archaeologist find out what is it that is written there about my circumstance my situation my challenge look for the different characters in the bible whom you can identify your current situation with am i like jacob when he was in the prison or am i like moses when he was thrown away and had to spend time in the desert look for different characters what does the bible say about them and how did things turn around ask the holy spirit to grant you that wisdom and understanding he will show you the way and say this is the solution do it principle number 3 stop begging and start commanding understand your authority in god jesus redeemed you from slavery 
when he died on the cross. He shed his blood and that was used to pay the price. So that you will no longer be in slavery, but you can live a life of freedom, a life of abundance. So if anyone tells you anything otherwise, including the devil, do not accept it. You should know who you are. We have done one such session, understanding your authority in God during our morning encounter sessions. You can look that up on YouTube or even on a podcast channel. It should be there. Understand who you are. You are the son of God. And he says, you are co-heir with Jesus, equal in every right in my kingdom. Whatever authority I've given him, I've given you as well. John 1 verse 12 says, as many as believed on him, on Jesus, he gave them the right to be called children of God. That includes you. When you say, yes, I believe. I confess my belief and my faith. In Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth are given to me. Go therefore under that authority and make disciples of men. When he says, go therefore under that authority, meaning he's sharing and giving you that authority. He's saying, use my name. All the authority in heaven and earth is given to me. Go in that authority. I will back it up. I stand with you. In Luke 10, 19, he says, I specifically mentioned that I have given you authority to crush and to trample snakes and scorpions. Now, if you don't know that you have that authority, then you will live in fear and the devil can get you. But if you know that the what authority that you are carrying, you know whose authority you are using. The same thing that we spoke about earlier, Philippians 2 verses 9 and 10, every knee must bow to that authority. And he's saying, use that authority and speak in my name. They must bow their knee. Now what will you say in your words? Your prayer must change. Now instead of begging, you go and command. And every knee that you are commanding, whether it is arthritis or cancer, must bow. Whether it is COVID, it must bow. Whether it is joblessness, it must bow. When you don't know you have that authority, your prayer will change to, please, please, God, give me this. Please. And he says, I have given you authority. Go and exercise it. It is pretty similar to the story of the, the prodigal son when he brought him back. And when he brought us back as well, look at that similarity, that analogy there. The first thing he did was without, he didn't say wash him. He just said, put the best robe on him. Come as you are. He's putting the best robe on you. And then the next thing he put was that ring on his finger. That is the ring of authority. The ring that carries his name. He's doing the same thing to you as well now. And he said, you are saved. You said you confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay, done. You are saved. My blood has saved you. Now ring on your finger. Here is my authority. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. Use it. You will only bow your head before God. For everything else, use your God-given authority and command. You command angels, you command destiny helpers, you command spirits, you command situations, you command elements, just like Sister Vivian, uh, Sister Vienna shared. You command the shutter. You command this month. You command today. Go and bring my miracle supplies to me. You command everything in nature as well. You speak in the spirit of boldness. 
that spirit which is mentioned and given to us by God, referenced in 2 Timothy 1 7. Principle number four speak positive and not negative things. A negative prayer will also be answered. This time it will be answered by Satan. And when we speak, whatever we speak, God says, well, that is your will. I have to honor it. What are you saying when things don't work out for you? And you're thinking, oh, it's all over. I will never win. Sometimes we even say to our children, my son or my daughter is good for nothing. They're stupid. Do you realize what those are? Those are self-pronounced curses. And it will be used by a Satan, giving him permission to fulfill that curse. Are we making this mistake in our lives? And then wondering, why is it that my children are not turning out to be good, to be successful? Why is it that they're still struggling today? It could be something that you said about them casually ages ago. And that manifestation is now showing up when they've grown up. Use the blood of Jesus to cancel that if you have done something like that. Cancel that you are an authority over your children. That is what the Bible says. It has given you authority over your children. You can plead the blood of Jesus over that situation. Cancel every negative word, every curse over them. Speak abundance. Speak blessings. Look for what the word says about you know, success for them. Pick those verses, put God in remembrance and say, your word says this. I claim it for my children. Every word that you have spoken can be a prayer or a curse. Principle number five is actually first I'd like to ask you a question. When will your prayer move God? God feels your pain. He knows what you're going through. But that prayer will not move him. It will only move God's heart. For it to move God's heart first, it must move your heart. Are you making it sincerely from the bottom of your heart? Is it your spirit crying out to him and saying, I am in pain. I am in suffering. I want you to intervene. If your prayer is not heartfelt, it won't affect him. It does not convey your seriousness. So he is not sure on whether you really mean it or you're just casually saying it. Pray as if your life depends on it. Don't just read it from a book. Make every word mean and mean what you say. Say it with all your heart. James 5 verse 16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous one avails much. Is your prayer for a prayer to be effectual? Is it fervent? Can we look at the James 5 verse 16, Brother Savio, this and take it from the amplified version? Sure. I'd just like to thank all of you for your patience. Um, we just have one more principle after this, and then we'll just conclude with our prayer of salvation. Verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, 
your offenses and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man a believer is able to accomplish much when put into action and made effective by god it is dynamic and can have tremendous power yeah the keywords there are heartfelt and persistent prayer and then you look at the end it says that kind of prayer is dynamic and can have tremendous power it is able to accomplish much when put into action and made effective by god reflect on your own personal prayer and the way you pray is it heartfelt and when it comes to persistence i'm just reminded again of the very first verse that we took at the start of this evening session luke chapter 18 which was the parable of the unjust judge the widow was persistent there it was her persistence that paid off are you being persistent or are you giving up after praying once and saying oh i prayed yesterday or i prayed once last week but nothing happened in the whole week so i guess god doesn't want to do it is your prayer persistent and is it coming from your heart because that prayer would have been casual where you give up god says yep yeah, i can see that they're not really serious about this it is not really bothering them much so i won't interfere are we making that mistake then principle number 6 is be consistent in your prayer life prayer is not for a time of emergency and most of us have done that all our life only when we have emergency do we remember god god where are you i need you here and i need you now i am in trouble it is time for us to change that attitude it is important for us to be consistent you fix a place and a time every single day to read the word and a place and a time every day to spend that allocated time of quality relationship time with god one on one not corporately what you do corporately as family prayer and all that is different this is your personal relationship with him psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd not our shepherd let him be your shepherd and then as we say in our i confess boldly i shall never ever lack anything he must be that personal to you for it to work that way make it non negotiable do the same thing wait on the lord every time when you place when you allocate that separate time for him or choose a time of day where you know you're least likely to be disturbed you won't hear cars honking outside the window or your mobile phone ringing or anyone else disturbing you you do find what is that best time that you can allocate to him is it early in the morning is it late at night is it sometime in the afternoon when you're at your lunch break and you can go quietly into your car sit down and say a prayer or you can go into a quiet room somewhere and sit down and then spend that time with him spend that time reading the word and then make that once you find that that time slot of the day is working make that non negotiable sunny day rainy day any single day every day 
be consistent. Gradually grow your relationship with him. Start talking to him. Initially from a stranger, if he's a stranger right now, no problem. Start building that relationship. Let him become from a stranger to an acquaintance, an acquaintance to a friend, a friend to a close family member. My shepherd, my father, my partner in the spirit. And then don't limit that, that relationship to this time and this place. That is only when it's at 10 a.m. that I have fixed to meet him, that appointment on a daily basis, that's when I'll go to him. No. Start talking to him and take him everywhere with you. Involve him in everything, in every decision that you make. Everything that you do. And you will find that he will start talking to you back as you start talking to him. He now starts to become real as you find out more about him. As you connect more time with him, more and you spend more time with him. Now, those of you who hear him speak will testify to this. Do it and see. You will be amazed at what starts to happen. He will start telling you, don't do that. That's, that's risky. Or that will create some kind of loss. Instead, go this way. There are many times in my personal experience as well, where he has been my GPS. Google starts behaving odd. And then you hear the Holy Spirit saying, no, no, Google says go right, but I'm telling you go left. And you say, okay, Lord, whatever you want, whatever you say, I'll go that way. And he takes you to a whole different route. It looks unfamiliar, but it ends up that there was traffic on the other route. And he says, see, this is shorter. And you got here in time. And you think, well, where did that come from? How did that happen? That can only happen when you have that relationship to him, with him, when you're sensitive to listening to him. Now let's look at these keys and principles um, in action. Let's go back to Genesis 1, verse 1 to 4. You make your prayer. I'd like you to run it from verse well, we're reading verse one to four, but your prayer will actually go from verse two to four. In the beginning, God Elohim created by forming from nothing the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void or a waste and emptiness and darkness was upon the face of the deep, the primal ocean that covered the unformed earth. The spirit of God was moving, was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, pleasing and useful. And he affirmed and sustained it. And God separated the light, distinguishing it from the darkness. Take us in maybe in NIV, that will just be a little simpler. 
Sure. Yeah, you don't need to read it again. Just yeah, just highlight it there. When we look at that, all the way till through till verse four. So you see, God created us initially. Now I'm using us as the earth. Each one of us are made of earth as well. He created us, and Jesus said, "I came that you might have abundance." But when you look at our life, it is formless, it's empty. There is darkness, there is chaos, there is confusion, there is failure on the surface. And then God said, let there be light. We use his word, what he spoke. We use that same word and we speak light into our lives. And in, in any situation where you are feeling confused and you don't know what to do, you can say, let there be light in this situation, circumstance. You pray it. But the important thing, what I'm really trying to highlight here is verse 4, which says, and God saw that it was good. So when you say your prayer, follow it through to the manifestation. See that it is good. Insist on seeing that it is good. Tell him, without seeing that it is good, I will not accept anything else. What I have spoken, I want that manifestation. I will release my faith. I hold on to it. This is your word. This is your contract. It is binding on it. I am not coming out of this contract. What is written there, I claim that and I want it in full. I will not settle for anything lesser. God saw that it was good. So this, this mechanism is generally how prayer works. We speak his word, his spirit moves. And when his spirit moves, manifestation takes place. You see it. You confirm that it is good. You testify. That is what that verse 4 is all about. You testify and say, Lord, I testify that what I prayed for, you have fulfilled it. Delivered in full on time. On his time. That's the mechanism of prayer. Most important, if there's one thing that I would want to take away, want you to take away from today's session, is that communion. Dwell on it a little more. And look at where, what is the extent, what scale, what would you grade it on a scale of one to ten? How good is your communion with God? Start working on that and see your prayer life change. Start reading the word more, make a note of the promises and the principles that are given there, start using them. And then see how it changes more. See how much power comes in that prayer. I'd just like to conclude there. And then in um, next week's session, we shall look at, there are about nine or 10, I think, reasons for unanswered prayer. So we shall look at, and then you can reflect on each of those and think, oh, am I really doing this in my life as well? Is this why my prayer is unanswered? And then we shall actually dissect one verse in the Bible, which I believe is the formula for God to hear our prayer. We shall dissect that verse. There are conditions to be fulfilled where God says, if you do this, then I will do that. We shall look at those in next week's session. For now, to conclude, I just want to make a prayer of salvation. All those that have not yet, that are on this prayer meeting, and have not yet given your heart to God, and have now made a decision, I want to give my heart to God. Even those that have already given, you can renew it again. So we just make that prayer of salvation so that they receive that free gift that is freely available to them from Jesus. 
I'm just don't unmute. You can say it um, to yourselves. You can just repeat after me and I'll just, I'll say it here and Brother Savio will repeat after me. So let's get into that prayer. First of all, we will humble ourselves and repent. So Brother Savio, can you please repeat after me? Lord Jesus, I admit I am a sinner. Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I have done many things that don't please you. I have lived my life for myself only. I have lived my life for myself only. I am sorry and I repent. I am sorry and I repent. I ask you for forgiveness. I ask you for forgiveness. Now next we shall confess our faith and we believe and then we receive. So we shall continue now. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. That you are the son of God. That you are the son of God. And the only way to God. And the only way to God. I believe you love me. I believe you love me. I believe you died for my sin. I believe you died for my sins. And tonight or today, depending on whichever part of the world you are, you can use either of those. Tonight, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And tonight, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I give you control over my life. I give you control over my life. From this day forward. From this day forward. Help me to live every day for you. Help me to live every day for you. And in a way that pleases you. And in a way that pleases you. With you, I move forward ever and backward never. With you, I move forward ever and backward never. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And I thank you. And I thank you. That I will spend all eternity with you. That I will spend all eternity with you. We make this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. We make this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you to everyone that has sincerely made that prayer and have given your heart to Jesus. Welcome him into your home. Like in Revelation 3 verse 20, he says, I stand knocking at the door. And if you open the door and welcome me in, I shall come in and dine with you. What that dining really is, is building that relationship with you. I shall commune with you. 
So welcome him into your heart. Start building that relationship. Work on that primary key so that then when we speak, his spirit moves. If his spirit doesn't move, there is no miracle. No answer. Have that relationship. Speak his word. Let his spirit move. Claim your miracle. Live your life of abundance. Thank you, Jesus. So thank you all for being a part of this prayer meeting. If you enjoyed this teaching, please join us for the next one as well. That will be the second concluding part of prayer. Um, like I said earlier as well, it is by no means exhaustive, but we will try and cover some basic principles that will help improve and boost our prayer life. Please, if you like this um, teaching, please also share it. Um, you can like and subscribe to our YouTube page, share our uh, videos on Facebook or any other social media channels that you are viewing or using so that others will also benefit in the way you did. So thank you, everyone. Once again, thank you, Brother Savio for, and Brother Shane, uh, Sister Shanin for the praise and worship for the scriptures here and for this enlightened session. Thank you all for coming and have a good evening, a good night, depending on wherever you are, whichever part of the world. And we shall see you again next week. For those that are joining tomorrow morning's uh, encounter with the Lord, it starts at 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can join us live on YouTube or on Zoom. If you are not able to make it at that time, depending on whichever time zone you are in, you can always pray with the recording on YouTube. I can assure you that there is the same anointing of the Holy Spirit present even when you pray with the recording. I have personally done it myself and tested it, so I can vouch for that. So any which way that works for you, please join. You can also join the, the evening rosary as well. Again. Participate in that and connect with uh, with the Lord. Use the intercession of Mother Mary, especially in times where you're fighting, you know, spiritual battles. Our intercession is very powerful. I myself am here because of that intercession that was supporting me once upon a time. So, uh, good night again, and um, see you all. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Russell.